Welcome to the sermon podcast of Midway Christian Church. We're a Disciples of Christ congregation located in Midway, Kentucky. You're always welcome to join us in person or follow us on Facebook or YouTube. Our scripture this morning comes from the book of Acts. We're looking at Acts 3 and part of Acts 4. And I invite you to follow along. One day, Peter and John were going up to the temple at the hour of prayer at three o'clock in the afternoon. And a man lame from birth was being carried in. People would lay him daily at the gate of the temple called the Beautiful Gate so that he would ask for alms from those entering the, tape, the temple. When he saw Peter and John about to go into the temple, he asked them for alms. Peter looked intently at him, as did John, and said, look at us. And he fixed his attention on them, expecting to receive something from them. Peter said, I have no silver or gold, but what I have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, stand up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and raised him up. And immediately his feet and ankles were made strong. Jumping up, he stood and began to walk. And he entered the temple with them, walking and leaping and praising God. All the people saw him walking and praising God. And they recognized him as the one who used to sit and ask for alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder and astonishment at what had happened to him. When Peter and John were speaking to the people, the priest, the captain of the temple, and the Sadducees came to them, much annoyed because they were teaching the people and proclaiming that in Jesus there is the resurrection of the dead. So they arrested them and put them in custody until the next day, for it was already evening. But many of those who heard the word believed, and they numbered about 5,000. The next day, their rulers, elders, and scribes assembled in Jerusalem with Annas, the high priest, Caiaphas, John, and Alexander, and all who were, were of, the high, of the high priestly family. When they had made the prisoners stand in their midst, they inquired, By what power or what by name do you do this? Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers of the people and elders, if we are being questioned today because of a good deed done to someone who was sick and are being asked how this man has been healed, let it be known to all of you and to the people of Israel that this man is standing before you in good health by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead. This Jesus is the stone that was rejected by you, the builders. It has, <coughs> excuse me. It has become the cornerstone. There is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given among mortals by which we must be saved. Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and realized that they were uneducated and ordinary men, they were amazed and recognized them as companions of Jesus. When they saw the man had been cured standing beside them, they had nothing to say in opposition. <coughs> Excuse me. So they ordered them to leave the council while they discussed the manner with one another. They said, what will we do with them? For it's obvious to all who live in Jerusalem 
that a notable sign has been done through them. We cannot deny it. But to keep it from spreading further among the people, let us warn them to speak no more to anyone in this name. So they called them and ordered them not to speak or teach at all in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John answered them, whether it is right in God's sight to listen to you rather than to God, you must judge. For we cannot keep from speaking about what we have seen and heard. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. We continue this Sunday talking about the book of Acts and this series calling us to be the church for a time such as this. Reclaiming who we are as people of faith. Reclaiming who we are as the heart and hands of God in this world. I hesitated writing this sermon, especially after reading Peter and John's speech. Thinking that maybe every day everybody here would think that I'm expecting all of us, myself included, to go stand on a street corner somewhere with signs that say the kingdom of God is coming, repent, or stand on that corner yelling about what we believe until everybody passed by and heard what we said. As I was worried about this impression and thinking that everyone is expected to go out and be apostles, I started realizing <coughs> other scenarios. Moments where I have felt compelled to go about and speak, <coughs> except now. <coughs> Excuse me, the big oak tree is blooming outside. Moments where I have felt compelled to speak out again injustices that I've seen, but I have kept quiet because I've worried about what people thought or would say. I've thought about all those moments where I've heard people say, why would I worship a God that is so judgmental? Why would I worship a God that's full of hatred and hate? Why would I worship a God? that wants us to separate and divide people, realizing that I've never spoken out to say that they were wrong, <coughs> saying that God was full of love, that God was full of grace. Instead, I kept my mouth shut, shut and watched them continue to crucify my Lord. As I lived with this text this past week, I thought about all the many times where I've not shown grace to Peter. Rather, I've lifted him up as an example of what not to do as a disciple, not considering that so many times I have acted in the same way. All I could think about was, why do I stand back and criticize Peter in this moment where he had the courage and the strength to speak up, to speak out, to proclaim that good news, to proclaim what he believed? In this moment, he no longer denies Jesus. Rather, he claims the name of Jesus, performs a healing, and professes his faith. And in doing so, he transforms the world. And I've thought about all the many times that I have failed to do just that. I know I'm not alone in this wondering. Many of you have said the same thing to me in passing conversations. You've shared your frustrations that the loudest voice that is coming from the wider church is one of hate and judgment. 
You have shared your frustrations with me and the wonderings of why are we not speaking out? Why are we remaining silent when we have such amazing and life-giving news to share? Many of you have shared your same frustrations that we too are not sharing the good news of God today and always. As I've struggled with this text of looking at Peter and John as they had the courage to speak up and to speak out, I'm wondering if we really as the church have failed and to pass the test. It seems like we have taken the middle of the road that we rather sit on the sidelines, letting others tell us what we should believe, letting others tell us what the gospel message really is, letting others tell us that as people of faith, we should play nice and get along with each other. No wonder that the modern day church is in decline. We've lost our flavor. The fire has been put out. As people of God, <coughs> we are not proclaiming this amazing work of God. Instead, the message that we are bringing to the church is if you just come on in, that you watch for 30 minutes, 45 minutes, you'll hear some good music, hopefully some good preaching, and, you know, you may be changed, you may be transformed, but don't expect it at all. This is not what Jesus Christ taught us or showed us in his ministry here on earth. Every time he preached, he made someone mad. Every time he healed someone, somebody got mad. Every time Jesus lived out the gospel message by inviting tax collectors and sinners and prostitutes to come to the table, Jesus made people mad. <coughs> the certain fact is that the gospel message stirs things up. It shakes things up. And yes, it makes people mad, even us insiders who know how the story goes. The certain fact of the gospel is that we are not called to be comforted. We're called to comfort the afflicted. <clears throat> we cannot expect anything less than what they did to Jesus here on earth. This week, as I reflected how Peter shared what he had with the beggar, he shared what he had with the crowd, I couldn't help thinking about history, our church history, our own personal history, our history as the people of faith. What if a few people had not stepped forward and spoken up? How different would we be today? What if Diedrich Bonhoeffer had not spoken up and spoken out in the midst of the Nazi regime? What if Mother Teresa had not spoken up and spoken about the poverty and the injustice that she saw in the streets of Calcutta? What if Martin Luther King had not spoken up and spoken out about the civil rights for those of people who are ignored and forgotten, often mistreated because of the color of their skin? What, where would we be as the church, as the community of faith, as people of faith, if we did not have countless examples of people who found the courage and the strength through the Holy Spirit to speak up and speak out? and claim the power of name of Jesus Christ. 
As again, as disciples, we are not called to play it safe with the gospel. <coughs> Excuse me. We are called to proclaim what we believe. Because how on earth is anybody else going to know the story? The story of how much God loves us, that God claimed us and named us as God's own. How is anybody going to know the story if we do not speak up, if we do not speak out? We are called to tell the story of how we were lost but are now found. We're called to tell the story of how God's love changed us and strengthens us and transforms us and challenges us to become the prophets and the people of God's kingdom here on earth. Because who knows what will happen, what could happen. Maybe we'll just find our flavor. Maybe we'll just find our fire. Maybe we'll start bringing healing and wholeness to this world. Maybe, who knows, we'll experience the kingdom of God here in our midst. And we might just become the people, the community that God has created and called us to be. So Midway Christian Church here in present and Midway Christian Church online. For a time such as this, we are called to step up, to speak out, to act with generosity and share what we have all in the name of Jesus Christ. It is time for us to be the church. Now is the time for us to act like the hands and heart of God here on earth for all of God's people. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this sermon podcast of the Midway Christian Church. If you'd like to learn more about our congregation, please go to our website at midwaychristian.org.